Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy freaking Monday. I am on great energy right now if you can't tell by my voice and my energy welcome back to another episode of the what fulfills you podcast my name is emily elizabeth i'm your host and for today's solo episode i'm going to be diving into career building and everything i guess i would share around my post-grad or post-college approach so This episode is very much tailored to those of you who are still in college and or recently graduated sometime in the past two to three years. And for me personally, this is something I heavily focused on since the age of 21 or 22 and very much navigated on my own. And in fact, I actually released an ebook a few years ago. Uh, Holy crap, wow. Okay, so this April, it will be four years ago since releasing that ebook. It's called The Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success. You can find it on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Just go to all products and you will find the ebook there. But in that ebook, I actually shared resume templates, cover letter examples, very much just like a framework and approach to figuring out A, what industry you want to go into, B, how to go through the job searching process and answer really common behavioral interview questions, and even just my own tips on styling and how to dress for work and how to dress especially for an interview and where I shop for these types of clothes. And by the way, even though I don't work in a corporate environment anymore, I wear a lot of these clothes on an everyday basis just because I would say my personal style is minimal Parisian with a hint of business into it. I feel like I'm always wearing a blazer. I love loafers. I love kind of like casual business suit pants. Um, So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen a little bit of my style there. But with that being said, let's just dive into this topic. And as always, I really hope that I'm going to be able to touch on everything that is helpful for those of you who are kind of stuck in what direction or how to figure out your career building process. I think the number one tip I have when it comes to career building is to try everything and anything you can as early as possible. So obviously, if you're younger right now, in your early 20s and you're listening to this, you are very much in a prime sweet spot because you have more time to try sales, to tech, to fashion, to journalism. Like you have more time to test everything. I'll give an example. For me, when I was in college, I 
while I was working multiple part-time jobs during college to just have some side income, right, I ended up testing my first interest, which is marketing and social media by interning remotely. So pre-pandemic, I interned back in 2018 and 2019 at a boutique social media agency. And at first I interned for school credit. It was actually a requirement at my college, Chapman University. And then afterwards they extended my internship into kind of like a part-time role where I think I was working maybe 11 or $12 an hour and this was fully remote and I pretty much just had tasks to do every week and things that I was helping on certain projects and I really loved that. So interestingly enough, I tested my theory on wanting to work remotely. So I had this idea before I graduated college, I was lucky enough to find this specific job At the time, in case you're wondering, I actually found this internship on this website called theeverygirl.com. Some of you guys might have heard of it. I don't know if they still post job listings or internships, but there's a good chance they do. So if you're looking for new ways to find interesting um, jobs and internships, that's probably a good website. But interestingly enough, after my, I guess I worked there for about 10 months, after that experience... I personally didn't see myself going into digital and social media marketing. And just to be clear, because I realized that digital marketing has very much expanded its meaning, digital marketing, I think, tends to be now focused a little bit on paid ads and advertising a little bit on that spectrum. And my expertise uh, to this day as well is very much uh, practicing in organic content, content creation, visual storytelling, everything that really elevates a brand and kind of helps seals the deal on trustworthiness for customers to be like, okay, I want to stay at this hotel or I want to potentially become a member at this place, right? Where Whatever brand um, is my client, right? It just very much depends on the context. But that's kind of my side of the coin and actually as well, influencer relations and influencer partnerships was actually a big thing that I did at my role um, in this uh, boutique agency. And so I had a lot of experience in that. But for me personally, it was just a little bit too slow and not as fulfilling for me and so I ended up thinking so when I was applying for jobs after college I was I was very self-aware that working with people and socializing to some degree in my job was important to me compared to working behind a desk and having less conversations so again self-awareness recognizing that's my personal taste and then going towards something that tailors to that right So I ended up narrowing down my first job to either sales, some sort of sales position or customer success or something of that nature. Now, I want to actually be transparent. The one thing that I found in that early days process was that the customer success or management, whatever the terminology of that role was, um, the hard part was the pay was pretty low. Um, and I just think I couldn't quite get myself around to do that, but I did feel like I had a strong skill set in jumping into that as my first job. But at the end of the day, I ended up getting scouted for or recruited rather for a sales position at a company called ADP and the pay was better. And I think I just felt again, intuition felt like this was a better 
opportunity for me. I liked the people. And the interview process was four steps. So I think I had, um, you know, a basic interview and then like a second interview with the vice president of that specific office where, um, you know, he would just ask different questions, get to know me virtually. And then I think my, actually, I'm sorry, let me, let me back step. My first interview was over the phone, but then the second one was in person with the VP. And then I believe the third one was a shadow day where I would also get kind of a a scope of the potential team I would work with. And then in this context being sales, they would have me do a role play experience for, you know, uh, whether cold calls or uh, you're, you're doing an in-person meeting, whatever. So all that to say, um, it just made sense to me and that's what I went with. So I share all of that because if you have been following me for a while, you know that I'm actually now back in a social media marketing realm, yet I've taken every skill I've learned in all of my jobs, including part-time jobs from coaching skating to tutoring for four years And all of that has been the foundation to why I'm able to run a company that involves social media and marketing and of course sales because in order to get new clients and to close new deals, I have to have sales as a skill to some degree, right? So I have to be able to speak the language of business and closing a a deal and closing a client and having this new monthly retainer come in, right? Um, If I only had, let's say, marketing experience and no experience with gaining new customers and gaining new clients and actually the onboarding process of, of structure, I don't think I would be as sustainable as I am right now. And so I share that out loud just in case you are interested and curious to start something small of your own down the road, don't quite dismiss corporate jobs or working at a small startup early on because you do gain a lot of different experience that will relate to whatever you might eventually really do long term. And for all I know, you might end up actually just staying at the place uh, you start at, right? You you never know. Um, So everyone has their own experience, but I have to say trying a little bit of everything in my experience enabled me to get to this point. Um, So when I was 24, that's when I left my corporate job and I worked there for about a year and a half before leaving um, for good and then going off and doing my social media agency full time, which wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say was extremely difficult to get off the ground because since it is a very high ticket uh, monthly price, um, it does, you know, I, I didn't need like a lot, like I didn't need 10 clients, right, in order to quit my job. But again, it took strategy and understanding of, okay, if this is what I'm going to charge a client, how many do I need to quit my job? How many do I need actively, right? So let's say I lose a client at some month, right? How many do I always need to ensure that I'm in a safe position? Because there is nothing scarier, right? Than not having um, the ability to pay bills or to really like feed yourself because you're self-employed and you're kind of running out of dough. Um, So that's a little bit more on like the entrepreneur side, but I want to dive into questions to consider 
if you're sitting here right now and you're listening and you're thinking about transitioning jobs or transitioning industries or you're thinking about how to get your feet wet getting ready for post-grad or maybe like you are already graduated but maybe the first year you did something more part-time or you did a little bit of everything and now you really want to get serious with your career direction and your career building. So number one question that I've asked myself and something I highly recommend asking yourself, what are things I naturally enjoy being in or doing? So I will answer this question myself so you can really get a glimpse of how I process that. So for me, I know that I like to work my own hours, right? So that's why I tried remote working back in college. I know that I am social media savvy because I've done this in my free time. And just like anything in life, when you do something enough for quite a few years, you get knowledgeable and skillful in it. I enjoy business relations. I've just always been business-minded. I know the language of speaking business to other people, and I'm great at relationships. I enjoy high-energy environment, so this is why I went into sales. The one appeal that really was big for me was like the Wolf of Wall Street vibe that I had, especially with my team. My sales team specifically was primarily men. I think I only had one other girl on my team, and personally, Being in sales, I really loved it. Those guys ended up being brothers to me. They were so, so immensely supportive of my wins. And anytime I was down, they were helping me. And I'll never forget, this is just as a quick tangent, something that I really gained from this job wasn't necessarily just the sales experience, but the relationships I built from that team there are three guys from that team that I still talk to. We have a very silly group chat together um, where we just, you know, send memes, we send jokes. And, you know, it's one of those things that I share as an entrepreneur today. Like, as much as I value working for myself and having my own hours and not being micromanaged, I love and do miss that close-knit relationship and it's something I cherish. I, I, you know, I still talk to them and they've been homies to me. So keep that in mind if that's something you love to. You never know. You'll go into your first or second job kind of thinking about the job in itself and how you will enjoy it. But if you are a people person like me and you enjoy maintaining and cultivating amazing relationships, then very much consider the types of people that are working there, which again, if you get a chance to do an in-person shadow or if you're on a remote team where you have an opportunity to talk to some of the people that work there, please really feel out the vibe because that definitely plays a big role in your satisfaction at the job. And I would say for me, (laughs) the people was probably like 70% of the satisfaction at my job and then 30% was like the role itself. So That's why I don't shit talk corporate jobs because there is a huge benefit if you are in the right environment and right role. Um, And then lastly, I think something else I naturally enjoy doing and being in is just in media of some sorts. So podcasts as well, right? This is why I created this podcast. Of course, there's a lot shifting this year, something I'm very much strategizing better than I did in the past. But I started this podcast back in 2020 where... I was very much kind of solving the problems that I once had when I was 20 years old. And I think I started trying to figure out my life around that age, right? And a lot of the people I was listening to was Tony Robbins, Ray Dalio, and Tim Ferriss. People that I still listen to 
today, but I realized that what I missed about those years or like the, the thing that I wish I had at the time to listen to was a female that had a similar mindset as these thought leaders I just shared, but then also had this feminine flair and could dive into other aspects that 20-some-year-old that 20-some-year-old girls go through, right? Of course, Tony Robbins is awesome, but he's just not going to be able to relate to dating as a 23-year-old girl or as a 25-year-old woman in New York, you know? And that's something that I really wanted to bring to the table because, again, I grew up with an older brother. I didn't grow up with any sisters. And so I just created this out of desire to provide what I didn't have when I was that age. And I think to this day, right, being 26 right now, I know that from 22 to 26, a lot of the focus was around uh, relationships, foundation of my adult life, and a big part of it is just career finances and figuring out what the fuck I want to do with my life. And so hearing that as a frequent topic in conversations with my friends at dinner, and mind you, some of these girls are either my age, a year or two younger, and or a year or two older, right? So this topic and problem exists more than you think. So if you're sitting here listening or whatever you're doing, just know that is a lot more common and you should not feel down on yourself that you haven't figured it out yet. But if I was in that position and okay, I want to preface too, I don't think you'll ever figure out it for sure. There will always be journeys and and chapters in life where you have to actually reevaluate and course correct or maybe redirect the direction you were initially heading in and so I'm sure I mean I feel like this year in itself is something I've been doing is just asking myself what this podcast means to me and how I want to show up more for those of you who listen and what makes it worthwhile for you guys to share to a friend or share to someone that you know is also like-minded and would like something like this, right? So all that to say, everything is always a work in progress no matter what age you're at and some people will have a better idea at 22 and you might not get there till you're 25 and that's normal. But remember that you might have known precisely at 22 and then you needed to pivot at 25, right? So it's just going to vary. But this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up on today's episode because I see it happen all the time and I feel like I have helpful insights because people come to me about it. Another question, and it's something that I actually discussed with the chief editor or editor-in-chief of the Entrepreneur Magazine on my podcast. Um, I'll link his episode in the show notes in case you're curious. His name is Jason Pfeiffer. I don't know the episode number at the top of my head, but I want to say this episode came out sometime during last summer, so summer 2023. But uh, we talked a little bit about this, and this is a question I asked myself too. What is more important, money or comfort slash lack of stress? So I think this is very important to answer for yourself. It's funny because I think of one of my best girlfriends here in New York. Um, You know, she was sharing with me a potential switch into a new job at some point in the near future. And I feel like she's been dabbling with the ideas of maybe going to finance or maybe going into, um, I don't know, a, a different type of industry, right? Because I think when you're thinking about, okay, well, let's say if you live in a city like New York, right? The cost of living is high, 
but there's a lot of perks to living here, right? The, the going out part and, and eating out here and just experiencing New York in itself is what makes the city so vibrant and amazing. And so sometimes it does push you to consider, okay, at this time of my life, is money more important or is having less stress more important, right? Um, I remember years ago, I was going on dates with this guy who was such a gentleman, by the way, I have to kind of put that out there. But I remember he worked in investment banking, and his hours were brutal. He worked probably from like 9am to close to 9pm, nearly every day during the week, and probably would still work on the weekends, probably one day. And I think that's something that my friend shared with me that she just wasn't willing to put up with. That's just maybe too stressful or just unnecessarily unnecessary, especially if you don't care for longevity in that industry. And so I think for her, she's probably going to go into maybe startup or something that's still in finance, but not in like banking, for example. Right. And so on the flip side, um, if money is more important to you, then you must be able to reconcile that within yourself and acknowledge that you might work 10 or even 12 hours days. And are you okay with that? Do you think you can accept that if you go into burnout? Or if you can accept it, but only for a short period of time, what's your deadline, right? And what's your goal with having this increase in income? Is it going to be to pay off debts? Is it going to be so that you can afford a nicer apartment? Things like that, I think, are questions that aren't quite shared with us as a way to process the direction we want to go in for our career. I can think of a close friend of mine as well where she's been eyeing for a new job for a while and she's been in sales but she went from tech sales then to sales in fashion or like the fashion retail market right and the thing is at this point she I know that she was stressed out when she was in tech sales it just wasn't her vibe and that's why she left and went into something that was more fashion related which is more up her alley and now she's kind of realizing like okay it's great, but maybe sales in itself is not great, right? And I want to add to, I think that's a great idea. If you are in sales or let's say marketing, right? Sometimes it's not going from marketing to finance that will make you more fulfilled or happy with the career direction, but it could be just switching the market. So maybe instead of doing marketing for a e-commerce brand, maybe you're going to do marketing for a tech brand, or a you know or a hotel or something right just like a completely different industry and I definitely recommend trying that before completely switching industries as a whole but my friend she's definitely going okay I am starting to prioritize money more right and so that then might mean that she needs to switch into a job in an industry where she's prioritizing the salary and the pay just because that has become more pertinent, right? So again, choose where you are on the spectrum. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Like my other girlfriend, I think she realizes, okay, finance or fintech, she's going to still go in that realm. But instead of going into complete like, okay, investment banking or finance as a whole, she's going to go into it in maybe a more startup environment, right? Where again, the hours aren't going to be 
as bad as investment banking per se. So just giving you guys some ideas on ways you can go about thinking what's going to work best for you. The third question to consider is what do I want to feel? So for me, answering this question, I would say I want to feel autonomous. I want to feel like no one tells me what to do and when to do something or especially thinking back to nearly three years ago, I really hated that I felt limited because I had to ask for time off or I had to ask for approval to go on a three-day vacation where, you know, it was going to take Thursday and Friday off, right? Stuff like that, I remember that feeling. I knew that then became a priority. Like, okay, I want to make sure I don't have to face this again. So what does it take to be there, right? So you can kind of see on the spectrum what's my priority. And again, because I like kind of high energy environments, I really enjoy feeling excited. I like to feel a little bit of adrenaline. So I think about a conversation I had this past weekend with some friends who two of them are both entrepreneurs, but they are entrepreneurs completely behind the computer. They don't really have to go to events. They don't really talk to people. They just work on product and advertising and very much everything they can do from their computer. And that for me personally is just not, I'm not as great at because I need a little bit of stimulation and I need that excitement whereas they could stare at a wall or be in a cafe or be in their room for hours and just grind it out and I think that's awesome right but again being self-aware of how you want to feel and what works best for you is going to lead you down a path in a direction that's going to be more aligned for you. Fourth question and this is definitely related for those of you who are entrepreneurial is could I see myself eventually working for myself slash creating my own business? So if the answer is yes, then ask yourself, what skills will I need to learn, right? So speaking from experience, that would be sales, marketing, advertising, uh, building relationships, right? I think sales is probably the best one. I know Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. She says the same thing, having worked in real estate for many, many years sales just a big one and that was my first big girl job and I think without sales and that experience I would not be as assertive and skilled in business and entrepreneurship as I am today of course there are many other skills that I'm still learning and working on but the sales component is usually one of the hardest ones for people because it requires knowledge of what makes a no turn into a yes and that can make a huge difference especially if you're running a service-based company last question i think especially post pandemic you know do you want to be in office full-time do you want to be hybrid do you want to be fully remote do either of those matter to you right if they do then obviously then you're gonna have to narrow down what types of jobs are going to be available for you I think that I would probably prefer a mix of fully remote and hybrid in the sense of there's no strict, like I guess this is me speaking if I was in a corporate job, but maybe ability to have weeks at a time where you're fully remote, if that's somehow possible, that flexibility, and also other weeks where you're required to be hybrid, where you're going into the office two or three times a week, and then after that you can work from anywhere. So Um, yeah, I think that's just, again, how you narrow down what you want and therefore that can help you figure out the clear direction that you're going to head towards. So that was all I really have for this episode, but just to share my final thoughts as a frequent observer of 
peers and friends of friends who are struggling with the career path and career building journey. The biggest thing I notice is that a lot of people aren't being intentional or mindful in the process of what they want to do because they're so focused on answering the what, right? Such as maybe um, what job it is or what industry it is or the amount of money they're going to make in the job. But if you always focus on almost like the output of the job or the outcome, you will run into the same obstacle down the road where you're like, I'm not so much of a fan of my job, right? And so if you take the time to be a little bit slow in this process of figuring out what you want to do and being really mindful and intentional with that process, you will be able to waste less time down the road because perhaps once you're in a job or a role that you really enjoy, perhaps you end up making relationships from that job where maybe someone high up at that company, maybe they end up leaving, but you had a great relationship with them. And then down the road, they bring you with them to that different company, right? Um, I think that's what a lot of successful people in the corporate world have done is being really good at networking and building relationships and That's how I look at networking is not as like a scammy way to get on and in with people, but rather having well-connected relationships that can enhance your life down the road, whether it's for your career or maybe something a little bit in a more personal realm. But I would say the people that I've observed in uh, figuring out what they want to do, whether it was entrepreneurial or working in or working at a company of some sort, the common denominator I saw in some sort of success with figuring it out was being intentional and mindful of the process and not just, you know, doing quick applications on LinkedIn, which by the way, I heard that in most cases, people don't really look at your resume if you did like the quick apply. So this also parlays over into the way you apply to a job people can tell if you were sloppy about it or if you weren't intentional and mindful, right? If you take the time to figure out the recruiter's name or the hiring person's name and you send them a personal email, that makes a world of a difference, right? And yes, sometimes that means you got to be a little stocky and look it up on LinkedIn and find out who's the potential hiring manager or the person that's going to be your future boss, right? That's quite literally how you get in the door after you figure out what you want to do and where you want to do it and the why, right? Um, It's all a process. And so remember, you're not going to necessarily figure it out the first time or the second time. But as long as you are asking yourself these questions and not just being like, all right, I need a new job because my current one sucks or I'm not really fulfilled in it. Take time to ask, why am I not fulfilled in it? And what can I do differently in the next application process to ensure that I can fit finally be in a long-term direction and not keep job hopping? And that is all for today's episode on all things career building and my personal insights on figuring out what you want to do. I hope this episode was really helpful. For those of you who are interested, again, in the career ebook guide, it's available at whatfulfillsyou.com. The direct link will be in the show notes for the career ebook guide. Again, it includes three resume templates, a cover letter template, LinkedIn tips, so how you can stand out on LinkedIn, where to shop and how to dress for job interviews and work environments, behavioral questions that they will ask you in interviews, and so much more. 
Find it online at whatfulfillsyou.com. It is called The Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success. Please be sure to share this with a friend that you know could be very helpful. And with that being said, I will talk to you all in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.